Well, good morning, Farmer Dave. Good morning, Mr. Donovan. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Huh? Well, you know. Yeah. We're having a jack attack. Yeah, having a jack attack. If I fall off the chair this morning, you'll, you'll excuse me, won't you? I see they put an airbag on it. Yes, they and did. I'm not, and I'm yeah, not talking yeah, about yeah, the announcer. Yeah. It's nice to be back anyway. Um, we're going to be here for an hour or so. You know how that one goes. Yeah. By the way, this is music to go to the dump by here on the stations of Radio Vermont, WDEV, FM and AM. We'll be here with you uh, with music to go to the dump by this morning. You know what everybody's asking for? Are you going to play any Christmas songs? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, my my, uh, older sister was asking that. Yeah. I shouldn't say older sister. She's the oldest of the sisters. Oldest of the sisters. And I said, well, let me see. Uh, based on the calendar, I thought I'd start playing Christmas music on, uh, I don't know, the 30th of December. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had some uh, other requests uh, since I've been here, and that is um, they want to hear some something from Milo this morning. So we'll head to North Dakota and check in with him and see what he's up to this morning. You know, because after all, this is the best hour oh, in radio. You keep doing that. I don't know why. If I keep saying it, somebody's uh, going to believe it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dumpster Barry from Burlington uh, said he uh, he enjoys the program. He particularly enjoyed the tribute that we did uh, about a month ago now, I think, that Ken passed, isn't it? Huh? Just about a month. Yeah, it was on the 15th of November. And enjoyed the two or three segments that we played from past shows and said, can you do one of that again every once in a while? So maybe we'll have, what do you call it, a moment from Ken? Yes, a moment. <laughs> With Ken. So we'll have a moment with Ken uh, a little bit later on in, in the program. And uh, I think that's all the business I have to take care of this morning. We'll have a couple of visits from uh, different folks here in Vermont. Oh, we're going to get a visit from uh, our friend down there at Northeast Slopes, Wade Pearson. We'll check in and see how things are going on down there. Jack, what am I wearing for a hat? Northeast Slopes. Oh, I didn't even see that yes. this morning. All right, so we'll play a Christmas song or two this morning, just to get into the mood. Are you in the mood for Christmas, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jack. I think you get a certain Christmas is for kids. All right, this this will this will get the uh, get you in the mood for uh, Christmas. It's hard for me to catch a Christmas spirit Cause every time that I get near it I envision the invasion that's on its way Yeah, same thing happens every year My kin folks come from far and near To terrorize my home on Christmas Day And you know, it wouldn't be so bad If all that came was mom and dad But no, the whole family's got to show Uncles, sisters, brothers, cousins, nieces, nephews, by the dozens. Don't these folks have any place else to go? And, and what a bunch of near-do-wells. And they've all got some sad tale to tell, so saying no is something I just can't do. And there's the extra shopping for gifts to give them, and the only thing that they bring with them is the latest virulent strain of Asian flu. So I won't be home for Christmas. Don't count on staying Trash your own house, eat your own food, go out and buy your own Christmas tree. Cause I won't be home for Christmas, so don't count on staying with me. Now there's 14 kids from seven marriages, skateboards, bottles, and baby carriages, and I'm just talking about my sister Rose. Last year her husband du jour messed with the lights, the fuse box blew in the middle of the night, the heat went off and all the plumbing froze. Yeah, and my brother Paul, he's the worst of all. He's six feet wide and five feet tall, one foot taller friends, and he'd be round. He'd clean a turkey in just four bites. My wife cooks three every Christmas Eve night. We try to eat one while he's wolfing the other two down. Last year, I didn't sleep a minute. Every bit I had had three people in it, and they all stayed right on through New Year's Eve. Oh, it was one exhausting situation. I only get two weeks' vacation, so I just took January off as medical leave. And I won't. 
card. I don't even want a phone call. And running this morning, Farmer Dave. Uh, Anything uh, you can relate to in that little uh, <laughs> when the family comes over? Yeah. Well, uh, of course, uh, you know all, all the yeah. siblings. They've they moved away, yeah. and, they, and they don't come back. They don't come and back. And they they got their own families and stuff. And of course, I never had any kids. And well, the cat. All I got to do is make sure she's got some food in her dish and a little water in the bowl and yeah. clean the litter box and. Well, every day to her is Christmas because apparently they have no concept of time. <laughs> well, we, speaking of time, we have, I think, uh, less than 10 days. Was it nine or 10 days before Christmas itself? Monday the 25th? Uh, week from Monday, yeah. yeah. Mon- Monday, Monday will be the 18th. That's, yeah. uh, that's my mom's birthday. And we end it. My I, mom's birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't tell you her age. It, it, she it seemed it. Well, you know, Jack, that they get to be a certain age and they, they're proud of it. Yep. And then all of a sudden they get to be a certain age and they just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I understand. All right. Um, who did I say I wanted this this morning? Oh, Dumpster or Jeff. Uh, I don't know where Jeff is, but he didn't tell us. Probably doesn't want us to know where he is. As long as he's home for Christmas, yeah, that's just, all that matters. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Dumpster Jeff wanted to hear something from Milo. So we're going to head up to North Dakota where he resides. And he's having problems starting his tractor this morning for some reason. You'll you'll have that, Jack. Yeah. Oh, is he on? Oh, there. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, Milo. Come on, come on, once. Come on. Doom cop tractor. Sound familiar, Farmer Dave? I've been there. <laughs> Farming on the northern plains, milking cows, growing grains, keeping all the silos full, being agricultural. Pray for rain, load the truck. Listen to the chickens cluck, work all day, sleep all night, work the next day. Wife went to the store, I go out to do the chores up on the tractor, cause I gotta go plow. Field work's not done, but the tractor won't run. Hop the clutch, turn the key, nothing seems to work for me. Round and round, starter doesn't make a sound. Kick the tire, scratch my head, get the toolbox from the shed. Maybe it's electrical, maybe it's mechanical. Maybe I can plow with the family car. Change the filter, change the oil, radiator, start to boil. Fill it up with antifreeze, spilling some upon my knees. Check the motor every night, something isn't feeling right. Keeps on leaking every day, puddles in the driveway. We could start the tractor. Oh, I tried to choke it, but I Ferguson, sell the car, sell the bull, buy an international. Seems whichever one I drive, I can't keep the thing alive. We could start the tractor, I am in a panic, need a good mechanic. We could start the tractor, all the fuel she's pumping, but the ground is dumping. Finally got the thing to run, thought that my repairs were done. Better be, I had to make seven trips to town. Take it out through the gate, still won't steer straight. Radio's dead and the fans broke down. GPS satellite isn't working quite right. I don't know just what to do. It says I'm farming in Peru. We could start the tractor. Or the power take off. It's about to break over. 
field running fine Coming to the section line Try to stop, now the tractor won't shut down Can't get it out of gear Say a prayer, shed a tear Starter key breaks in two I don't know just what to do Steering gear starts to burn Stupid tractor won't turn Tractor driver's pretty dense Takes out 40 feet of fence In a rut, get stuck Crash into the pickup truck Radio warned the spouse Think I'm heading for the house We couldn't stop the tractor Stuck. We couldn't stop the tractor until I'm out of gas. I'll just go on and on and on and on and on. We couldn't stop the tractor. I am getting thinner because I'm missing dinner. We couldn't stop the tractor. I can't make a profit if I can't get off it. We couldn't stop the tractor. This thing is driving, hope I'll be surviving. We could stop the tractor until I'm out of gas. I'll just go on and on and on and on and on. I just built that. Thought he was going to say something there, but apparently been, not. Been there, done that, Jack. Yeah, been there. You have, huh? I I have about six uh, tractors at the yeah. farm, and uh, none of them start the way they started when they came from the factory. Yeah. I have done some uh, jerry rigging, yeah. so to speak, and so when I'm gone, there's going to be like six tractors that nobody's going to know how to start them. <laughs> All the parts you have now, huh? Yeah. You know, I'll go up and see my my good friend George Woodard. Of course, all his tractors are are a slight bit newer than mine. And you get on it and you actually turn the key and it it does what it's supposed to do. (laughs) I don't don't quite know how to to react to that. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Milo uh, from uh, North Dakota. He has his own show up there, I think, uh, and uh, as he's recording. Somehow he hooked up with Ken. Ken got a bunch of stuff from him, and he listened to it, and then he just one day he came in and said, Jack, you got to play this stuff. This is great. And we've had requests over the uh, – ever since we've got his stuff to play it from time to time. So we Well, you know, it's, it's one of them things where the, yep. where the farmer's got to diversify, and Milo has figured it out. Apparently <laughs> there's money in music and not money in milk. Yeah. Milo Hatzenberg from uh, North Dakota visiting with us this morning. I've used it to go to the dump by. Right here on WDEV. And also, you guess who's visiting us this morning? Uh, I don't know. Leroy the Redneck Reindeer. You know anything about Leroy? <clears throat> Is it politically correct? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not, because, well, this music goes a dumb boy. Yeah. All right, fine. We'll find out if it's politically correct. Well, you've all heard the story about Rudolph and his nose. But I'll tell you a Christmas tale that never has been told Well, you may think you've heard it all But you ain't heard nothing yet About that crazy Christmas that the North Pole can't forget Rudolph was under the weather He had to call in sick So he got on the horn to his cousin Leroy Who lived out in the sticks He said Santa's really counting on me And I hate to pass the buck Leroy said, hey, I'm on my way And he jumped in his pickup truck When Leroy got to the North Pole All the reindeer snickered and laughed They'd never seen a deer in overalls And a John Deere tractor hat But Santa stepped in and said, just calm down, cause we've all got a job to do. And like it or not, Leroy's in charge, and he's gonna be leading you. And it was Leroy, the redneck reindeer, hooked to the front of the sleigh. And 
tune. He had him scooting a hoof on every single roof by the light of a neon moon. Saddle wrapped his bag with a Dixie flag. He was having the time of his life. And you could hear him call Merry Christmas, y'all, and all of y'all a good night. And it was Leroy, the redneck reindeer, looked through the front of the sleigh, delivering toys to all the good old boys and girls along the way. He's just a down-home party animal, two-stepping across the sky. He makes jingle. Redneck Reindeer. Jack, you just made my sister Julie very, very happy. Really? Yes. Why did you want to hear that? Is that one of I her favorites? I don't know. She, she just she asked me about it the other day, and I said I'd try to find it. And well, thank God you found it. I don't know if we played this last year or maybe the year before, but I got a note on here. It was requested also by our good friend up there at the farm in Berlin, Ray Burke. Oh, there you Ray go. likes that. So, Ray, I hope you were listening this morning. We got that out for you. A little note on here. Ray really likes this. All right. Here on WDEV, you're listening to Music to Go to the Dump By here on the stations of Radio Vermont. Forgot where we were there for a moment. Well, you know, Jack, um, yeah. Mom and I, we we watch uh, Jeopardy and we watch Wheel of Fortune whenever it's on. Yeah. And uh, the other night, Pat Sajak was talking about how apparently he drinks like skim milk. Yeah, and he he told about going to the store, and he said said I made a mistake. He said I I bought whole milk. <laughs> he said, but I got home. He said I poured it in the glass and I drank it. And he goes, you know what? He says milk is really good. It's really good. So, huh? so if milk is good enough for Pat Sajak, I think maybe we need to play this next song. What do you think?
years ago Today it's gone the other way It's quite a loss, you know The Ag Department says it clear No ifs or ands or buts Here's what we proclaim today Vermonters don't milk nuts You know, Jack. As a friend of Radio Vermont for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Rick uh, Norcross yeah. in the uh, Western Swing Band. Yeah, go ahead. Boy, that thought just, just left me, Jack. Oh, my gosh. You had something and you oh, forgot Oh, it? yeah. Okay. I interrupted you. Here we go, Jack. It just came back to me. Yeah. Of course, you realize you and I are the first ones to ever play that song. That's right. And, uh, and it, it has taken off worldwide. It's the like, last time I talked with Rick, it was playing everywhere, uh, overseas, and yeah, every place yeah. you can think of for somebody. Uh, well, it's from his recording, by the way, which is a, a great recording. God bless the mighty pickle, and they had a great uh, celebration. I couldn't make it, uh, but I, the people who were there, did you get a chance to go there? Uh, no, you couldn't make uh, it. Boy, I couldn't make it. No, sorry, Rick. I, I feel bad about that, too. Yeah, so do I. Because I've been there a number of years, and it's yeah. always a great time at the Hotel Vermont. And they had a CD release party there, and they had the mighty pickle, or the chief, yep. as they call it now. Uh, Marty Stewart has control of that now. And, and and you know why we were the first ones to play that, Jack? Why is that? It's because of what Kenley used to say. Music to gold or dump by leans over the leading edge of social relevance. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And that's what we did. We leaned way over. And we're going to play something now that uh, Ken really likes, and that's songs about dogs. And we lost Jimmy Buffett a few months back here. And, you know, anybody who's listened to my show over the years in the afternoon. Uh, You've been known to play him a time, uh, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> I just love the guy. Yeah. Just his his whole uh, thoughts about life. Uh, and uh, he picked up the song that we played before by somebody else. And I can't. I think it's Billy Currington. But he has his own personal stamp. Too, because he. I just found out he's a dog lover. Oh. He's had tons and tons of dogs over the years. He heard this song by Billy, and he said, I'm going to record that on my next recording. This is from his final recording that was just released uh, a week or so ago. You knew I'd get my hands on this real quick. Oh, yeah. It's called Equal Strains on All Parts. And from that, our dog song this morning from the late Jimmy Buffett. Tropical feel already. Yeah. She never tells me that she's sick of this house. She never says, why don't you get off that couch? She don't cost nothing when she wants to go out. I want you to love me like my dog. She never says I need a new attitude. Her and your sister ain't always in a few. When I leave the seat up, she don't think that it's rude. I want you to love me like my dog does, baby. When I come home, I want you to just go crazy. She never looks at me like she might hate me. I want you to love me like my dog. Like she don't care for my friends She never asked me Where the hell have you been She don't play dead Anytime I walk in I want you to love me Like my dog does, honey She never says I wish you made more money She always thinks that For my fingers, funny I want you to love me like my dog She don't get mad at me and throw a major fit Cause I said her sister was a bitch I want you to love me like my dog does, baby When I 
come home, won't you to just go crazy? She never looks at me like she might hate me. I want you to love me like my dog. Why won't you love me like my dog does, baby? I like my dog, Jimmy Buffett, from his uh, latest recording, Equal Strains on All Sides, and his uh, love for dogs, that's for sure. We all love dogs here at WDEV. I think at one time there were a half a dozen dogs in this place, just running around from time to time. You Do you have a dog at home? No. No, you don't have a dog. But you like I, dogs. I've had dogs yeah. over the years, and yeah, yeah and yeah, I've, I've loved my dogs. They yeah. were... They were great companions. I, I had a little Sheltie who made a point of letting me know whenever somebody pulled into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas from the families coming up in just a few moments. Oh, here. that's a good one, Jack. Well, we got to get a few holiday songs in here, right? I guess. Before they call us little Scroo- the season. Scrooges for crying out loud. Uh, we have a message, and then we'll be back with more music to go to the dump by here on WDEV FM and did you know that Radio Vermont Group Digital Services can create videos including drone footage? We've even won awards for our videos. If you'd like to learn more and see examples of our work, go to rvgdigital.com. Radio Vermont Group, we're more than just radio. How come we don't have any advertising during this show? <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, jeez. Okay. I mean, you know, this is, what do you keep saying this program is now? The best hour in radio. That's because we play great songs, right? That's it. It's That's not it. the commentary. <laughs> and, Mer- and Merry Christmas from the family this morning, right here on DEV. party we were drinking champagne punch and homemade eggnog little sister brought her new boyfriend he was a Mexican we didn't know what to think of him till he sang Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Ken brought his kids with him The three from his first wife, Lynn And the two identical twins From his second wife, Mary Nell Of course he brought his new wife, Kate Who talks all about AA Chain smoking while the stereo plays Noel Noel, the first Noel Carved the turkey, turned the ball game on Mix margaritas when the eggnog's gone Send somebody to the quick pack store We need some ice and extension Cousin David and 
Merry Christmas from the family here on WDEV. I was going to ask you if you could relate to that, but I won't. <clears throat> oh, I better put your Rejectory microphone. I, got, there. I forgot your microphone here. Oh, that's, <sighs> that, that should happen probably more often, Jack, actually. <laughs> well, we have a visit this morning from our friend down there in Northeast Slopes. We're going to find out how things are down there. And uh, Wade Pearson joining us this morning. Good morning, Wade. Good morning, Jack, and good morning, Dave. Good morning, skiers and snowboarders alike out there. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are, yeah. good morning. Yeah, wherever you are and whoever you are. So, yeah, yeah. so um, kicking off another great season at Northeast Slopes. Um, <laughs> we are not open yet. We usually uh, target date for us, unless something exceptional happens, is, is day after Christmas. Yeah. A couple of reasons. One is um, back in 1936, that's exactly the day they opened, December 26th, and and secondly, it's the day after my dad's birthday that, that put in over 50 wow, years over there. Amazing. So we get in the birthday off, and then, then we'd start up next day. So, you had a, a, the, uh, uh, the opening weekend there, or not opening, but the weekend of uh, the first weekend in December. You had a lot of activity down there, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. What were we doing? Uh, you were doing something, uh, some sort of an auction or something down there. I, I can't remember exactly what. I, I saw it on your uh, website there for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we had training sessions. Oh, that's what it was. Oh. <laughs> and, and the ski sale. Yeah, the ski yeah. sale is what I was talking about. Yeah, we were talking about that, yeah, that prior to that. Yeah. yeah, outfitted forty or fifty new new or you know skiers to some sure. used equipment, you know, yeah. quality equipment to get them on snow, and some first timers and some people that just need to upgrade and. Without spending a fortune uh, anywhere else, and and that was very successful. Uh, yeah, a couple dozen volunteers came and either uh, certified or recertified for the season, which is something we have to do as lift operators, both rope tow operators and T-bar loaders, and even the, the uh, comfy chair at the top of the T-bar. Is the, the yeah, most, most lift looking. operators are certified. <laughs> they are certifiable. Aren't they? <laughs> And uh, and they're, they're a unique group of people, and, and we the more we have, the, the better. Yeah. It's the best job um, I ever had. To, yeah, it is. It's a great, a very rewarding job sitting outside in the sun and the warmth of midwinter is, is a lot of fun. But it's the smiles on the faces, the kids, the families, and that's that's really what it's all about, being able to volunteer to do mm-hmm. that. And, and if anybody that missed that training, um, we have some catch-up sessions. Uh, usually you come once we get opened and and mentor along with us, and, and we let you try it out and observe you and check you off on the list, and you're you're good to go again. So you can contact us at northeastslopes.org. Uh, slip right out to the contact page, and my contacts are there. There's a there's a phone number that goes to an answering service, or better yet, the, uh, the email, pearsonstrands at gmail. And we'll get back to you and let you know what's going on. And, and the other positions we're, we're putting a call out for, too, um, preseason here and getting organized is we have a really nice middle school ski program that we've got about 65 kids in this year. Again, I think we're going into our ninth or 10th year of that. And uh, we look for not so much ski instructors. That's a pretty formal position, but we call them either ski buddies or ski mentors where you just come down, we'll assign you with a, you know, skill level appropriate group of kids, six or seven of them. And we just, um, just hone their skills and make sure they're smiling and having fun and, Everything from beginners right up to some pretty good hot shots. So we, we've got to, you know, get everybody across the spectrum. And, and the same thing, you can contact me there at uh, Pearson's Trans. It's, it's uh, on the contact page. And, and that's important. We're getting that ready to go. We've got all their equipment all in the in the ski locker and ready to go. And we'll be starting that the first Friday in January, January 5th, once school takes session after Christmas break. All you're waiting for is the weather to cooperate, right? Well, uh, it is current. It is northeast slopes. We've been snow covered on that hill since yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yep. And uh, we did some, well, let's call it dynamic, internal dynamic testing yesterday and uh, took a few runs and it was pretty darn good. And so we're hoping to get things going here soon. Oh, all right, good. And I, I don't know what two inches of rain is going to do us over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> it's coming in on Monday, yeah, uh, it, Sunday night, Monday. It, it, it'll build some integrity to the base, I think. Yeah. That it will. <laughs> How is the <laughs> how is the Beetlejuice fever? Is that still uh, anticipating? Well, it's here. We still see visitors, and we're going to have updates with that. And I yeah. guess I can start with an update. They want to grow on it, but we'll we'll update people as we go along. So the foundation or the piers are in the ground, uh, and we're reconstructing the full size Beetlejuice bridge from this summer as a new outdoor ski and ski out pavilion at Northeast Slopes. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. And that thing is 24 by 62 yeah. inside diameter, you know, full timber construction. And we've got a local local ski racer has won the great up and downhill race a couple times. And it's uh, Nick Spooner from Miller's uh, Spooner's Mill in Newberry. And he is a very accomplished timber framer, and he's doing that job for us. Yeah. And uh, it's neat to see this movie prop go into what's going to look like a a real uh, genuine 200-year-old Vermont barn with all the the uh, mortise, tendon, pegs, everything. And he's, he's handcrafting that together as we speak, and hey, we should start seeing the timber frames go up here in another week or two and, and finish construction and probably after the first of the year. You'll get a lot of mileage out of that when the movie comes out, that's for sure. I believe so. I yeah. think that's going to be a, yeah. a, a major stepping stone for Northeast Slopes for numerous variety of activities for folks who are just just listening to us now i have no idea what the hell we're talking about but the uh beetlejuice uh what is it they're gonna call it beetlejuice uh, beetlejuice 2 or or what are they gonna call well it? i don't know if that's gonna be the title or not but it's what everybody's called it since, yeah since they showed up here in may <laughs> but the uh the, the original movie was was filmed in and around part of it anyway in and around uh northeast slopes and uh east corinth right Am I getting that right? Yeah, more more so in the village. Yeah, more so in the not village. Not so much over the slopes. We've, okay. We've yeah. had for years, just out of, you know, repurposing and not wasting materials, we've yeah. had the Beetlejuice one bridge, split it in half, lowered one half of it. So there's always controversy on the internet world over that. But yeah. um, we've had that there for 37 years just because we needed new sheds over our rope toes. For no other pur- purpose than that. Nobody knew yeah. Tim Burton. Nobody knew what Beetlejuice was. And there they are. And now, they're, now we have tourists from literally all over the globe come to... Uh, Stand in front of it, take a selfie, and move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wade, we thank you for checking in with us this morning, and we'll talk to you again next week, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I do want to put a, 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 now another plug in. Uh, U.S. skier Bryce Bennett, uh, yeah. we reported, we talked about that on Thursday, uh, got his second career downhill win at the same track he got his first one in a couple of years ago. Um, and where they were they? Valgardine, you know, Italy. Um and that's the high-speed downhill race, and he's pretty unique to that track because he's six foot seven and has aircraft carriers for ski uh, <laughs> boots, and he's got some lower shock absorbers at that height. And that track is rough, like a motocross track. Yeah. And this morning he podiumed again, only six tenths of a second off the lead against two of the two of the other best downhillers in the world. So uh, first and third over the last three days for Bryce Bennett and Ryan Siegel. Um, Improved his 14th place Thursday to a 13th place this morning. Congratulations to him too. He's both local folks or in the area. Well, Ryan Siegel Cochran, if you've yeah. heard of the oh, Cochran. Cochran. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Bob Ransom. Have I heard yeah. of the Cochrans? Yeah. And, uh, Bryce Bannon, I think he's from out west. Oh, okay, he's, All right. no, he's uh, California, I believe. It. Yeah, California. And uh, but but the, the biggest thing is he's six foot seven, and boy, to watch him ski down through there, whew, he's something else. Yeah. Um, he holds his own on, on you know throughout the circuit, but this one particular one because of the bumps and the whoopty doos and everything else, it, it takes big shock absorbers to go down that course at that speed, and he yeah. he excels there. It's, it's where he's gotten his, his only two career wins, and, and again third this morning, another podium. That's terrific. All right, Wade, thank you. All right, I guess we'll be talking uh, pretty much every week and, and, uh, hey, and pray for snow in the, in the meantime, right here. Yeah, we'll get some, I'm sure. Thanks. I'm sure. Wade Pearson from Northeast Slopes this morning. I'm using to go to the dump by here on WDEV FM and AM. I think it's time for our moment with Ken. What do you think, huh? I think you're probably right. As I said at the top, we've had a number of requests uh, since uh, uh, Ken left us about a month ago uh, uh, to play some of his comments or some of his, I don't know what we call those things, but stream of consciousness thoughts that he had on music to go to the dump by over the year. He had a lot of great interviews, too, from people that he knew. And one of these uh, folks that you know, I think, very well, uh, Rusty DeWeese, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This the is logger. The logger. But he's not the logger in this one, is he, Jack? By the way, he's usually out at this time of the year uh, with his kind of a holiday show that he does from time to time. So you might want to go to his website, Rusty DeWeese or The Logger, and uh, you'll get all the information if he's uh, doing some stuff over the holidays. But he also had one of the characters that uh, Ken and he got together over was Wheels Pierre. You know who Wheels Pierre was? He's the chef at the Roadkill Cafe, isn't and he? And for years in the early days, they were one of the sponsors of this program, uh, the uh, – there's there's two cans right up here on the shelf. Roadkill stew. It says from the uh, Department of Transportation yeah. approved. It says it's got to be good. It's from the hood. <laughs> it's got to be good. It's from the hood. 
So let's spend a moment with Ken Squire on music to go to the dump by. Weeks now, uh, we've been trying to get together with the gifted, the genius of Chef Wheels Pierre at uh, the famed Roadkill Cafe at Tickle Naked Pond. And we're pleased to have on the phone, direct uh, from the uh, Roadkill, uh, Chef Wheels Pierre himself this morning. Uh, can I just call you Wheels? Uh, yes, you can. If I can call you, can can. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we we we're uh, as everyone knows who's uh, been to the famed Roadkill Cafe at mm-hmm. Tickle Naked Pond. Uh, Chef Wheels Pierre gave us uh, first and foremost. Uh, I think it won a national award, the rigor mortis tortoise. Yes, it did. Yeah, and then the poodles and noodles was a big favorite for some time. The followed by the famed chunks of skunk and the smear of deer was very very popular. Exactly. Thank yes. you. Yes. And then the uh, chicken that didn't make it across the road, I understand, is still a big favorite there at the restaurant. Yes, it was unfortunate that it didn't make it across the road, but a good seller for us, yeah. just the same. Yes, it sort of started a whole new trend over there yes, at the uh, famed uh, Roadkill Cafe. Well, um, what do you have to uh, report to us about a new cuisine that you might be planning? Well, the thing is, Ken, we've been working very hard in our uh, kitchens lately, and uh, we are able to come up with what we like to call the windshield wieners. The windshield wieners. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yes, indeed. And uh, what this is... Can really... you tell us what, uh, what what would be in a windshield wiener? Probably no more than you could tell in a hot dog, huh? Well, basically, it is the same thing. What happens is all summer long, you don't clean the windshield from the dead bugs on it. Uh-huh. And then when it comes to fall, you get the first frost. I see. This freezes the dead bugs on the windshield. You scrape them off, uh-huh. cut them into six-inch pieces, roll them into wieners. There you have the uh-huh. windshield wieners. Oh, can. that sounds just succulent. They uh, are very good and very cheap, too. And very cheap. I, I would think that probably with just that, you must have other folks that have uh, pickup trucks like your own to, to get these materials. Exactly. Now, I, I say that anyone that does do this for us, you come down and you let us uh, scrape your windshield you get some money off on your next meal at the Roadkill Cafe. Well, but I must warn you one thing, Ken, if you do this. Yes. You have to drive with your head out the window for most of the summer because, of course, you cannot see. Yes. But anyway, the payoff is good. Yes. The payoff. Yes. Now, uh, in the children's menu area, uh, of course, uh, two years ago, the stunning revelation of the uh, world of cuisine was the Bye Bye Bambi Burger, which you featured there. Is there anything like that being added to uh, the menu in coming months for the kiddies? Well, not too much for the children to eat, but we do have a new children's game. Oh, oh, do you? Uh huh. Yes, indeed. What we do, Ken, is we take uh, several nights of roadkill. Yes. We put them all into a big grab bag. Yes. And we call it the roadkill grab bag. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. They can just reach around in there and decide well, if it's a possum or a raccoon exactly. or it's, uh-huh, it's, it's the neighbor's game. dog. Mm-hmm. It's a game. We get about five or six of the little ones and we bring them up uh-huh. to the front of the restaurant and we, we count to five. We give them five, four, three, two, one. Yes. And then I stand there and I say, they put their hand in yes. and then I just say, like, dead cat. Uh-huh. And see, then they have to find the dead cat. Oh, they they you, they have to find the animal that you name. Oh yes, it's a contest. And do you cook it up for them after they found it? it well, they, we see how long it takes them to find it, and the kid that finds the roadkill quickest, like you may say, dead snake. Yeah. You oh. know, or you oh. may you yeah. may say uh, squished raccoon. What and a... then they have to find, and then if they bring it out quicker than the other children, well, then they get a free meal. Yeah, the uh, shake and bake snake or the rack of coon. Uh-huh. Rack of coon is. Yeah. Uh-huh. This time of year is very good. Well, it's hard to find the awesome possum, I suppose. But yeah. well, it's been really delightful having you on the program. A lot of people have been asking uh, Wheels when you were going to return and and perhaps uh, give us a few of your uh, culinary secrets or any uh, advice you want to pass on to the uh, dumpsters listening this morning. And the advice to the dumpsters on how to cook? Or yes, or uh, mostly on. Oh yes, they're always interested in in your suggestions on on uh, preparation. Well, I always say that if you. You can come in and you can copy any one of my recipes down to the T. You always must keep the Beano handy. I just say that. That is all I want to say. Oh, that's keep wonderful. Keep the Beano nearby because, you know. Yes, well, excellent suggestion, and I'm sure all of our... What's the Beano? 
I really appreciate your helping us uh, with that. Okay. Chef Wheels Pierre, thanks again for joining us here on Music to Go to the Dump Pile. Ken, thank you, and I want to say that the little woman says bye to. Yes. She Bruce... had a little accident with the treadmill. Really? She go- well, she was going on the treadmill. Yes. We had a tornado up the... here. and the... You had the what? Tornado. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, we had this yeah. up where I live, we had y- the tornado. Yes, uh-huh. And it cut the power. The treadmill stopped dead. She kept running, boom, right through the wall. Oh, but that's... anyway, she sends her love to you, and I made a garage because the hole was big enough to get the truck through. I... But anyway, so we... Uh, she's the gracious Gretchen and... is the uh, person, the hostess at the uh, Roadkill to whom he's referring. Exactly. Thank you again for all Thank the news you. from there at the Roadkill as well as for those special tips and suggestions. Come on cooking. down. Yes. Come on down. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Come on down. Come on down. Tornado, huh? He had a tornado. Yes. A moment with Ken. Yeah. We're going to try to have that uh, each week for you. That's uh, a classic right there, Yeah. They, they, they would, uh, these programs were not recorded uh, for a long, long time. It was a few years back, uh, actually a few years before he had, had his health issues that uh, he said, Jack, we ought to start recording these. So we, we don't have a lot of these, but we do have... Uh, I think a fair number to perhaps have one each week to, in memory of Ken, of course. Well, see, and that works for about, Ken because yeah. Ken never had any political no, I, ambitions, so this stuff could not be used against him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, just that's his knack with his interviews and the way he presented stuff. Um, certainly miss him on this Saturday morning. That's for sure. Yeah, we do. John Prine, another favorite of Ken's uh, and mine uh, over the years. Very funny guy. Uh, great a songwriter. Not the best voice in the world, but uh, he often said, I don't sing very well, but I think I have some pretty nifty songs you can listen to. And what a legacy of music he left us. So we have a John Prine Christmas uh, for you this morning. There should be a Yeah, this is brand, this brand new. I got a hold of this uh, not too long ago. And I thought, uh, when I listened to it, I said, this is going to be perfect for music to go to the dump by. Because it's his way of... Well, mixing up words. That's, that's scary in itself, Jack. This will be perfect for music to go to the dump by. And you'll see the way it ends. Okay, hang on. Pretty paper, pretty ribbons of blue. Man, oh man, I just love Christmas. It's just so darn neat. I kind of wish every day was Christmas, except for... Christmas Eve and uh, the 4th of July. We wouldn't want to miss out on fireworks, would we? When I was a kid, we used to get the Christmas catalog from Montgomery Wards in Chicago. Sometimes we'd get it as early as late August. That was the big book of wishes, hopes, and desires. My three brothers and I were allotted 25 bucks a piece, including tax. So I'd make up a different Christmas list every night from the 1st of September to the 24th of December. Matter of fact, let me present you my Christmas credentials. When I was three years old, at least as my mother told me, I ate an entire ornament. I ate a big red one. I thought it was an apple. They kind of freaked out and was going to take me to the hospital, but they couldn't stop me from laughing, so they just left me alone. So I guess I still got that Christmas in me all the time, you know? One year I got a wooden roly-poly for Christmas. You know, the things you knock down and then they bounce right back up. They made them out of wood then. That's how old I am. Nowadays, I guess they make them out of plastic. My mom says they just don't make them like that anymore. I says, no, Ma, they don't. Then there was the year uh, I come home on leave from the Army from Germany to marry my high school sweetheart on the day after Christmas. My little brother Billy, who's 12 at the time, had just gotten his first job, so he was able to afford to buy uh, some Christmas presents for his brothers and his mom and dad out of his own pocket. Billy had a job selling subscriptions for the Chicago Tribune. He told me this guy named Rocky would pick him up in a station wagon, him and some other boys, and he'd take him out to some strange neighborhood and drop him off, and he gave him this whole spiel to give their potential customers. Supposedly, uh, their little brother had won a free trip to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. But he couldn't go on the trip if his older brother couldn't accompany him. So if you'd please buy a subscription to the Chicago Tribune, then my little brother will be very happy. Wow. 
What a shyster. Some people do anything to get to the White House. Then there was the year that my mom and dad gave me my first guitar. Oh, man, it was gorgeous. I still got the thing. It was uh, like aqua blue, kind of dark aqua blue with a cream-colored heart, which is silver tone from Montgomery Wards. The model was called Kentucky Blue. And, man, when I saw that sitting under the tree, I just couldn't wait. First year or so, I didn't know how to play it. I'd just stand in front of the mirror with a string around my neck with that guitar, and I'd try to look like Elvis. Then my brother Dave taught me a couple of chords, and now I'm here in your living room singing and talking to you. <laughs> it's funny how things work out. So, uh, why don't you go find a stranger and extend your hand to him? You see somebody that looks like a, they ain't doing quite as well as you, slip my buck, especially if they don't ask for spare change. Go buy your honey a cuckoo clock or a musical snow-shaking water ball. But when you wind it up, it plays, I want you, I need you, I love you with all my heart. Because after all, hell, man, it's Christmas. <laughs> Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the... Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I told you the ending was a little strange, huh? It was a little different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I liked it all. I did, too. That down-home country feel, huh? See, that, that, that's my thoughts on, on, on <clears throat> Christmas music. Is the same as the national anthem. Yeah. Sing it the way it was meant to be sung. Don't jazz it up. It's not about you. It's about the holidays. There you go. You know? Yes. I don't know. That's just the way I am. That's not a bad thing. That's thank you, John Prine, for that uh, Christmas message, if you will. Here, on, my God, we're gone past the ten o'clock. I think already, close to it. Ken must be in the building. He's <laughs> going to make us go long, Jack. Oh my Lord! I don't think I have anything else here except. For oh, we, don't we want to talk about Mr. Woodard? Oh, George. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Right, let me put my little notes here. <clears throat> let me see. Yeah, well, you've seen this movie, The Farm Boy, right? Yes, yes, I have. Tell me a little bit about it, if you could. I haven't seen it yet, and I plan well, to at some it's, point. It's, it's all sh shot on his farm, isn't it? Really? Yes, it Most, is. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I uh, I actually talked myself right out of the movie. Um, Why is that? Well, there was a, a... It would have been the first documented scene of road rage, and I looked at the camera, and I smiled, and I, I said something I shouldn't have said, and, well... Yeah, I talked okay. myself right out of the movie, right. but it's a it's it's about a a farm boy who 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 uh, goes into the military and uh, it just I don't know it's it's a good story it, it really is and that is coming up uh, at the Savoy Theater on Sunday one day only uh, and a special Q and A with uh, George himself the producer. And uh, it's uh, getting underway around 2 o'clock at the Savoy Theater that's on Main Street in Montpelier. And we hope many of you can show up for the movie The Farm Boy. It's been uh, been around for, uh, I guess, most of the summer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure whether he's playing more for after the holidays or not. But if so, we'll let you know. And, of course, George Woodard has been a friend of WDEV for I don't know how many years. A long, long Forever. time. Forever. Forever, and of course, the Groundhog Opry has been a favorite of WDEV, and everybody in Vermont keeps asking George if he's ever going to do it. But it's a lot of work to put that thing together. 
Well, and, uh, look at it this way. I think it took him six years to do this movie, Jack. So, you know, <laughs> Groundhog Opry could be a while before that comes back. I well, don't know. We love to play uh, music from our good friend George Woodard. So on this Saturday morning, Lord Mr. Ford. Is that the wrong one I got in here? It do I, sound I, like I, the wrong one, doesn't it? God, Jack, what have you done? <sighs> that what? sounded like... Uh, last night I went to sleep in Detroit City. <laughs> you know what it was? It was Bobby Bear, yes. But that was not the Bobby Bear song that I wanted to play. It wouldn't be amusing uh, to go to the dump eye without... Without this. Thumbs Donovan. Oh, you had to bring that up again. No, that's what Ken well, used to that was Well, that was Ken's favorite, you know, yeah. name that, for you. That and among other things. And you lived up to it, too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Now if I can find... Her. Oh, my God. George is here now. George, please say... Lord, Mr. Ford. One, two... Lord, Mr. Ford, regular key. Here we go. Well, now I ain't a man to point a judge, to bury a wheel, or to hold a grudge. But I think it's time I said me a few choice words. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels. The end results are the dreams of Henry Ford. Now I got a car that's mine alone Me and a finance company own It's a ready-made pile of manufactured grief And if I ain't out of gas in the pouring rain I'm fixing a flight in a hurricane I once spent three days lost on a clover leaf Now it ain't just the smoke and the traffic jams That makes me the bitter fool I am But this four-wheel buggy is dollaring me to death for gas and oil and fluids and grief and wires and tires and antifreeze and them there accessories, honey, that's something else. You can get a stereotape with a color TV, get a backseat bar with reclining seats and just pay once a month like you do your rent. I figured it up and over any period of time, this $14,000 car of mine costs $43,000.99. Oh, Lord, Mr. Ford, I just wish that you could see what your simple horseless carriage has become. I think your contribution to man, to say the least, get a little out of hand. Lord, Mr. Ford, what have you done? American mother and father own one whole car and a half another. I bet you that half a car is tricky to drive. But the thing that amazes me, I guess, is the way we measure a man's success by the kind of an automobile he can afford to buy. Now it's red light, green light, traffic cop, or right turn, left turn, don't turn, stop. Dig in the credit card, honey, we don't run out of gas. If all the cars are placed end to end, they'd reach to the moon and back again. Probably somebody from New York could pull out the pass. Well, now, how long for the good old days without that carbon monoxide haze clinging over the roar of the interstate? If God who had made the moon and the stars had been for all us folks to have cars, he'd have seen that we'd been born for the park in space. Oh, Lord, Mr. Ford, I just wish that you could see what your simple horseless carriage has become. I think your contribution demands, to say the least, to get a little out of hand. Lord, Mr. Ford, what have you done? Come away with me, Lucille, in my smoking, jumping automobile. George Woodard, uh, Vermont's own, and <laughs> Lord Mr. Ford here on DEV. And uh, again, local, 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 check out uh, The Farm Boy, uh, George's movie at the Savoy Theater, Sunday afternoon, getting underway at around 2 at the Savoy Theater on Main Street in Montpelier. On the subject of local, uh, Ken used to always, always talk about being local here. And we are doing your shopping. You could help out the, the folks out there who are... Uh, in business, locally, friends and neighbors, please help them out as the Christmas season moves along. No, he was a big proponent of doing your shopping local, local, yep. local. All right, are we ready? He was. Yeah. Well, Jack. Yeah? 
We're past 10 o'clock. It was seven minutes past 10. It was supposed to be off at 10. Well, not, not if you go out in the hall and look at the clock out there. It's still quarter of nine. <laughs> yeah, somebody forgot to change that. Yeah. Also, there's no toilet paper in the uh, restroom. <clears throat> Hmm. That wow, that's weird because this, this place, especially this show, could use probably at least yeah, a roll. Three rolls, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right, so yeah. downstairs. Oh, my Lord, where is this going? We've, we've, we've been through the the best hour in radio, and it's it's time to wind this thing down. And, and uh, I like to say it's time for me to repent, but I guess if I keep coming back in every week and doing the same thing, I'm not really repenting, am I? But it is time. Put your hands on the radios, dumpsters. It's time to feel the spirit, to charge your spiritual battery to get you through another week. After all, it is that time of the year. It is time once again for the hymn of the day. Sing along with me in all the words. Drop kick me to Jesus through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life. Make me, oh, make me, Lord, more than I am. Make me a piece in your master game plan. Free from the earthly tempestions below. I've got the will, Lord, if you've got the toe. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Take all the brothers who've gone on before. And all of the sisters who've knocked on your door. All of the departed, dear loved ones of mine, stick them up front in the offensive line. And drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Yeah, drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. We did it again, Farmer Dave. Yes, we Another did. Another show is in the books. Yes. It's almost like we know what we're doing. Uh, kind of, sometimes. Don't get too uh, <laughs> used to it. <laughs> All right, Dumpsters. Well, I want to thank you for spending uh, the best hour in radio with Mr. Donovan and myself here. And remember, this show heard each and every week, this time on the stations of WDEV, in memory of Buster and Marie. And let's not forget Kenley, because without Kenley, there wouldn't be music to go to the dump. Absolutely. Party. 